And welcome to Star Wars Transmissions, Episode 3. I'm your host, Bill Longsworth, and this is my co-host here with me, Scott Gessawhite. How you doing, Scott? How you doing, Bill? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. I'm doing all right. We got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, the last two episodes of The Mandalorian. Also, a little bit later in the show, the Disney shareholders meeting. And uh, a few other surprises sprinkled along the way. So um, let's delve right in, Scott. The Mandalorian, episode 15. Yeah, wow. Um, I mean, the, that, the episode, you know, right there before the finale was built up. Um, I there never wasn't a thought, lot going on. But... I never thought I would see, you know, <laughs> the Mandalorian <laughs> take his helmet off. Much uh, less much two less. episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah, but that's later on. Um, what surprised me is when he does take it hel- his helmet off to access the, the Empire's network, it yeah. scanned his face and recognized it. Which makes me wonder, was he once in the Empire? What, how is that? God? There's a lot of questions I'd like to see answered there. Yeah, um, me too. You know, that, that database recognized him and gave him the readout he needed. So, I don't know. Was it, you know, he he put that little key thing in there. Could that key have had a hack in it that allowed his face to get in or what? Was it the <laughs> key that he needed to get in, but it needed a facial recognition to stamp it with who accessed it? Yeah, but then again, then we go back to what, how did... Why is his face known? One half. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not have to be known. Maybe it's just because it's a face. Kind of like, kind of like you know, kind of like you know, a fingerprint with accessing stuff or a code for like your bank card. It knows it's you. Yeah, exactly. So So maybe uh, that stick is that code. You just gotta let it. Your face is the card. Like his face was the card. I don't know. I don't know. But the, um, we may never find that little tidbit out. But. No, we may never either. And then, you know, him and his partner, um, God, I think his name was Mace, I want to say. Uh, I, I can't remember. I and I feel amiss for not remembering it. But I know, can't it's it the holiday season. Obviously, we have a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, <laughs> forgive us, um, folks, if we can't remember a, a minor character's him, name. Him <laughs> killing that admiral. Or that Ooh. general. Whoa, what are you doing? It, get it, in and get out. That it, was the game plan. I mean, you're going to kill the general, and you know, and folks, we've never made any bones that this is a PG 13 podcast at times, so I don't feel bad saying this. You know, running through the Mandalorian's mind was, oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe not. He might have been thinking of himself. We don't know. I don't know, but they go. You, I love it. He shoots that guy, and the rest of the room just kind of sits there for a couple of seconds. Like, did that really happen? <laughs> I, I was like, uh, that's how I reacted sitting here on my couch watching. Going, wait. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, you know, those guys had to have felt safe right there in a bunker. They just watched two guys who were dressed as like them. Walking in, the last thing they expect is to see one of them pull a gun on a ranking officer and shoot him. Right. So, I, I mean, if that happened in our in our modern day military, I think everybody would sit there and go, what the hell? <laughs> for a couple minutes, at least. For maybe 30, 45 seconds. Which yeah, was about and, the same and, amount and, of time. Yeah, I, I mean, and if I was the guy that shot him, I wouldn't be standing around waiting for him to react. I'd be hauling ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Mando Mando was just dumbfounded he did it and, and you know, reacted the same way as every normal person would. Um, yeah, like... And, and then now we skip, you know, forward in. They got the coordinates for Moff Gideon's. Yep. You know, now, the, now we're jumping right into the finale. Yeah, um, I mean, we oof. the finale opens, and uh, obviously he's meeting with, or he's tracked down Bo-Katan and her crew, and... Um, again. <laughs> he, he, again. Well, the first time, I believe it was Bo-Katan that found them. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
this time around he needs help. And, you know, Boba Fett didn't make that very easy for them because all he wanted to do was fight. <laughs> well, you also got to think that 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 person with Bo-Katan has a smart mouth. Yeah, and there was some recognition there that I would love to find out what was behind it of that other of Bo-Katan's uh, patriot compatriot with her and Boba Fett. That makes you wonder: is there some connection from the past there, or what aren't we seeing? So she called him a clone. Yeah, well, and you know that goes back to you got to remember that Boba Fett is a unaltered clone of Django. That was the deal when Django agreed to be the uh, model for all the for the clone army. Was his part of his payment was an unaltered clone that aged normally that he could raise as a son. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to remember that means he's got the face, voice, and everything of every other clone tro- trooper that ever existed. So, obviously, a lot of people would know that face; they would know that sound. Well, not so, if you really think back to it. You know, as we've seen in Clone Wars, not all the troopers, the clones, look alike. True, but that voice has always been the same. For him and, and his father. The only difference so that I... did maybe Bo-Katan and her friends have doings with his father? Bo-Katan, the, the, the Mandalorians were not necessarily. They were involved in the Clone Wars. They didn't like being involved in the Clone Wars, but they were. Um... Obviously, you know, sovereign nation is not going to want to get involved. And there, I have a feeling we're going to learn a lot more of that story in season three. Now, obviously, you know, the idea here is to go after Moff Gideon and his ship. Personally, when they, when we found out that that ship was not under a full crew, I was a little bit surprised. I think the reason why is because of the dark troopers. Yeah, I mean, the Dark Troopers, obviously it was a a secret. I mean, the Dark Troopers we saw the first time when they captured Groku and took him. Mm -hmm. And then we see him again in this episode, and it takes the Mandalorian forever to beat the heck heck out of that one trooper. And that trooper gives him a run for his money. If it wasn't for that Beskar, he might as well be dead. Right. So, I mean, even his little... uh, what do they call them? The little rockets that come out of his wrist. Um, rockets. Winged birds or what? what yeah, is, whatever what is it is. I can't. <laughs> whistling bird. Whistling uh, something. Yes. But, but, but rockets. Rockets. They don't even phase this thing. It's that badass. And neither did his blaster. No. Blaster just ricocheted off of it. It took that rod that he, he got from... Ahsoka to do any damage and, and it's just nuts I mean I couldn't believe it then he gets he manages to you know put the rest of them out into space thinking it's over with so believe that where, where, where we are right now and he gets to the child well Bo-Katan has already told him that Moth is going to be on the bridge so obviously he's not expecting to see Moff Gideon holding the dark saber to the child's throat. Well, above the child. Well, above the child. But he's not expecting that. Mm-mm. And I can tell you right now, when they made the deal, I knew Moff Gideon wasn't going to keep that deal. I knew it. That I that think, was too good to I, be true. I think everybody in this world knew it that was watching the episode knew he wasn't going to keep hold up to it. Yeah, and, and and I think even Mando knew it too. I mean, he knew it, or he wouldn't have reacted as fast as he did. So right now, a little and to find out that the dark saber can't cut through Bascar. Bat, Bat, well, they, you, you remember that they had said that early before they raided that the only thing that that the dark saber couldn't cut through was Bescar. So the only person that could really risk that encounter and guaranteed to live is the man is Mando. And 
but that wasn't the plan. Obviously, Bo-Katan wanted to fight Moff Gideon, which we learned a little bit later is because you can only possess the Darksaber if you win it in battle. And right. obviously now there's a new problem that'll probably transfer into next season. Well, probably all obviously does that Mando has dark saber, which means technically he can claim the throne of Mandalore. So that's going to get interesting, but they've got to liberate Mandalore still. So that's going to happen next season. Obviously then comes the biggest shocker of both seasons combined. Yes. He's got Moff Gideon on the bridge. He's got the child. They got the dark troopers beaten in on the door. I want to tell you something. They're they're knocking through that door faster than Qui-Gon could cut through the the blast doors of the star of that starship in Phantom Menace. I mean, these guys were just desecrating that door. And all of a sudden, we see that X-Wing land. When I saw that X-Wing coming in, I'm like, that X-Wing is not a modern X-Wing. That is an older X-Wing. I mean, you could tell the age on it, but I had no idea. Then I see that figure get out, and from the back, I kept looking at it going, nah, can't be. Nah, it isn't, Till I saw that lightsaber. I didn't need to see the lightsaber. I saw the right hand. Yeah, the, the hand, I saw the hand, and that's, I was like, no, it still isn't, it can't be him, can't be him. That lightsaber ignited, and I went, son of a biscuit eater, it's Luke Skywalker. And we were right, it was Luke Skywalker, and the, what he just destroys those dark troopers, obviously. And to see that young Luke's face... And to hear his I same went, voice. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. And I had the great honor. I went on a limb, and I messaged Mark Hamill and actually got a response. And I, I said, was that really you doing the voice? And he sent me a message back, and he said, yeah, and probably one of the toughest voices I ever did because I had to sound like the younger version of me. And I was <laughs> like, wow. And I, then... And then after he's on the bridge talking with the Mandalorian, speaking, <laughs> here comes R2-D2. Oh, man, that was even better to see R2 back. I was, okay. I was just... Here's, a, here's, my, here's something I, I, I'm praying I want to see. C-3PO has managed to be in every single Star Wars movie, every single Star Wars cartoon show with the voice of Anthony Daniels. They can't be planning on leaving the Mandalorian out of that list. <laughs> well, you know, it is a short time limit between Return of the Jedi and Mando. And Mando. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I would love to see Anthony Daniels, you know, even if it was just for a couple of seconds to see C-3PO would be so cool. So, And, and are we going to see... What are we, you know, what really, really shocked me there at the end was Pedro Pasquale taking his helmet off as Mandalorian. Yeah. And Grogu touching his face. Yep. And that you could see the instant connection. Here, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, There's been a lot of speculation in the Star Wars fan base since the finale dropped. Disney said that the story of Skywalker, the Skywalker clan, was through. Then they go and do this. It's not so the we, story of the Skywalkers, though. We just was, seen it. We just seen him pop in. I think. I, it makes me wonder, though, how are they going to play this with him going to train the child? They are we done? I, in no way do I think the child's story is over. No I way do either. I think Groku's story. Disney is over. would be dumb to write out Grogu as they that that character right there is their making big money them a maker. fortune. So to write him out totally would just be ridiculous. Here's my theory. Once again, folks, just a theory. Please don't go. I think saying what this we're going to see is. 
we're gonna get some backstory on Boba Fett when we last seen him being eaten by a sarlacc. To me. Let's not go there quite yet. I, I, I do. I do. No, no, I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm telling you, I see that coming. I, regardless I do. of what we saw, Bill, regardless of what we saw, let's be honest. Disney, yeah. with what we saw in the last episode up to then, okay, we, we got two options. We got, we're going to get the backstory on why he lost his armor and why he was following the Mandalorian for so long. True. Well, we we might as well go ahead. Or two, we're gonna see Mando and Crazy Girl, and that's my name for. Her. I don't like her. <laughs> Who? I just don't Cara like Doom? her. No, the other one, the Mando. Oh, the uh, Bo-Katan. 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 I think we're gonna see those two fight and her lose. I don't know, but here's another. Or thing. we're gonna find out that Mando. Wasn't just a foundling, but he was a was royalty of the real Mandalore of real Mandalore. Well, remember what the armor, you know, the, the back when they were on, they had the armor and everybody was on there. You know, I, I got the impression that the armor came from a long line of some kind of royalty or something. So. That means that that clan, what was left of the clan, the Mandalorian clan that was there, is is that the last line of royalty? Was there were they the defense of the armor? Uh, the, there's a lot of questions running through my head. But my mm-hmm. what I want to know is, I don't think we're going to see a ton of Luke Skywalker next season. Here's what I think is going to happen: if this follows this classic Star Wars plot lines, they're going to get on Mandalore. They're going to be battling it out. It looks like all hope is lost, and here's gonna come Groku to save the day. That that's my theory. I, I just I don't think it's just Grogu. I don't know. I think he's gonna bring. I think I think he's gonna sense that Mando needs him, Could and he's gonna. He we're gonna see Luke again. Can we see Ray? We're going to see not at this time. I don't think we will. <laughs> I, well, I think we're going to see Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Ahsoka Tano's done. Now, folks, if you if you haven't seen the finale, obviously get the heck off this podcast and go watch it because we've already pretty well ruined it for you. Not uh, really. We we Not put really. a spoiler alert on these episodes. So, but it, at the end of the credits, let's go there. Let's just go there. We see Baba Fett. Walk into the throne of, of Jabba. Of Jabba the Hutt. He can't, you know, we, we see him walk in there, and, and there's Bib Fortuna, who obviously survived what happened in Return of the Jedi. And he's sitting on Baba's throne. And just to see Baba look him dead in the eyes and blow his brains out with that blaster and take the throne. And then we see as it goes back the book of Baba Fett. Coming December 2021. Folks, it's been a long, we've all wondered, we've all wanted, we've all, you know, begged. We're getting our Boba Fett series, and I'm really looking forward to that. That's why I think series three, we're going to dive into Boba Fett. From what I've understand, Disney went ahead and clarified this day before or yesterday, I think it was. That he, season three of Mando and the book of Boba Fett are two separate entities. They are not one of the same. Oh, I can't take it. <laughs> now, since we're talking about new shows, ladies and gentlemen, unless you lived under a rock, you've under heard rock. by now. You've been in and, outer space. Yeah, well, and not in the galaxy far, far away either. At the Disney shareholders meeting. There were the, some of the best news we could ever get for Star Wars. We have nine shows and movies announced and one untitled show or movie, which I'm tending to lean towards. That was the book of Boba Fett. But we'll go ahead and we'll talk about these because uh-huh. um, it's some not. of these are, are a spinoff. We've got um, obviously book of Boba Fett's going to be a spinoff of Mandalorian also. Two other spinoffs coming off of Mandalorian. 
Ahsoka is getting her own show. Live action Ahsoka show. And I'm really that of the two other spinoffs, that's the one I'm most excited for. Um, I love Ahsoka in Clone Wars and Rebels. And for years, I, I've hoped she got her own show. I've read the novel Ahsoka, which folks, if you if you like books and you have not read Ahsoka and you're a fan of Clone Wars and Rebels, please go out, find a copy, read it. It's a absolute masterpiece of a novel um i highly recommend it it te- talks of ahsoka after she left clone wars kind of what happened where she went what she was doing all of that stuff and then of course that led into rebels so and the other spinoff directly from the mandalorian is rangers of the new republic which brings into play the guy that played the marshal i believe him to be a ranger Mm. Cara Dune I, I think we're going to see that as Cara Dune I, I mean I, I could see her I could also see the Marshal being brought into this so maybe uh, that, that show we don't have a lot of information on that's um, a huge speculation <laughs> yeah so there, we're going to go ahead and briefly touch on the rest of these shows the ones that we're liable to see soonest is Obi-Wan Kenobi with Ewan McGregor, and then they announced at the shareholder meeting, Hayden Christensen would be returning as Darth Vader. Darth Vader, excuse me. Darth Vader is coming back. Now, I saw something I want to talk to you about, Scott. I saw this, somebody said this, and it actually made me start thinking. Somebody said that in a new, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a New Hope. You obviously mm-hmm. see here the line uh, when Obi-Wan is killed. Uh, the storyline, folks, takes place between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. We know that much. Um, the line that is used by what do you, Darth, Darth Vader, I believe it is, where he says, I, I left you the butt of Padawan and now I am the master. And also, he makes that that statement that uh, this presence I haven't felt since, and he leaves it open. But now, if they're going to meet in this new series, those lines don't make a lot of sense anymore. Yeah, it does. Think about it. (laughs) So, think about it. Because they could have fought during Order 66. True, but I think, but I get the impression that this takes place well after Order sixty six, right? But it could start right, right around there. Yeah, so that's going to be. I can't of uh, of the two that are coming the soonest. That's the one I can't wait for. The other show that we know is dropping, I believe, sometime in late twenty twenty one, is Andor, which is a Rogue One. It's going to be a Rogue One kind of thing. And it's Cassie and Andor from Rogue One. It's they're saying they're setting it up as a spy show, um, kind of a spy thing going on there, which is going to be interesting. I, I I have to admit. Um, so I'm looking forward to both of those. Now the rest of these shows, I'm just going to name off. Uh, we don't know very much about them. I will touch on what we do know. Lando is getting his own show. All we know is all these shows, folks, are in the works to be done by 2023, the, the end of 2023. So Lando's getting a show. We've got something called Star Wars, A Droid Story. Now, they're t- they told us that A Droid Story, Scott, is going to l- introduce us to a new hero, which to me makes me wonder, is that hero going to be the one that they've talked about in the new trilogy that I can't think of who it is? I want to say it's the uh, Wachowski brothers or somebody is working on it. Don't quote me on that. I'm kind of curious about that. Me too, because I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> and then the uh, the next show is Acolyte, which is going to delve into the dark side of the Force and deal with that, which could be very interesting. And it makes me go, folks, if you've seen uh, Last Jedi, which by now you probably have and you see that guy the broom leap into his hand 
Makes me wonder if that guy is going to be the acolyte. Who knows? I'm curious. The other two are Star Wars Visions, which we absolutely know nothing about. Nothing. And then, Scott, the movie that was announced, Rogue Squadron. Yes, that sounds so fascinating. Rogue Squadron, Uh, folks, is something that has been in Star Wars since the very beginning. Rogue Squadron still exists. There are books, the Rogue Squadron series of books, which are just some of the best Star Wars books you could ever read. Um, And I cannot wait for that movie. Hands down, it's going to be amazing. Me neither. (laughs) I know we're a Star Wars podcast, but folks, if you like different fandoms, the next three to four years are going to be amazing, whether you're a Marvel fan, a fantasy fan in general, sci-fi fan in general. Disney Plus is going to have something for everybody, and we'd be well, amiss. Bill, Bill at D23, uh, Disney announced that they are doing another Ewok movie. Oh, did they? When yes. was D23? Uh, during COVID, it was a virtual virtual meeting. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen much press about it, which is kind of shocking. I, I'm very um, surprised it wasn't brought up at the shareholders meeting. Could that have possibly been dropped? Um, I do know they mentioned it at D23. Um, it could be a family... cartoon series. So. No, this was supposed to be live action or a movie. Yeah. And, um, and... So that could, at when they released a shareholders meeting, could we be, excuse me, could we be seeing that unnamed movie Possibly, or could that be something that got pushed back to later than 2023? It very well could, because it, it definitely looks like Disney's got a lot on their plate, and they're spending it, a lot of money. And I forgot to mention that coming, I believe, in the next year is also a new cartoon series based off of the Bad Batch clone troopers that we see in the last season of Clone Wars, and it's, of course, called The Bad Batch. And that uh, I I've heard rumors we'll see that no later than June or July. I don't know that for sure. They didn't announce a date. The only shows that we have any kind of exact date are the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian season three. And folks, Man, if I gotta wait until Christmas to watch any kind of new Star Wars stuff, I'm gonna be upset, dude. Christmas Day is the release day for Mandalorian season three. Now, Kathleen Kennedy said in a uh, short statement yesterday that that could change, but because they've gotten a lot of um, feedback, hey, you know, Christmas Day is with family. We don't typically think of that as a Star Wars day. Blah, blah, blah. I would be more inclined to think we would see it on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas Day. But that's just me. Or could we see it dropped a week before Christmas? True. That's that's another question here. Um, You know, this has been the the last couple weeks have just been a whirlwind for Star Wars fans. It has been one humongous you know, oh my God moment for us. We, we, yes. leading into the, to Friday's season finale of The Mandalorian, all you could talk about was all these new shows. I, my Facebook has never been more Star Wars oriented before ever. I could, if I opened my Facebook, it was the first 45 posts were Star Wars. And, <laughs> It's just, it was, I I was sitting there, Scott, I, you were at work and I'm messaging you what every five minutes is a different show is dropped and, uh, just so excited. And, uh, I, I, I I was more than thrilled. I was running on adrenaline like so many other Star Wars fans. Yes. But here, Bill, you know, we've been talking about this between us. Um, going back to The Last of the Skywalker. Yes. How connected Ben and Ray are. Yeah. Now, we know Ben is the son of Han Solo and Leia. Now, we know in some of the legend books 
that it mentions Luke has a wife. The legends, he had a wife and he had a son, and the son was not Ben. Um, so it, it there's a lot. Of... So did they maybe change it from a man from the book? Yeah, to a daughter to make a better storyline of how connected they would have been and. They would have to bring in for that to happen, Mara Jade, which or at least somebody else to play to characterize his wife. Uh, Mara Jade is, but they don't have to. But they don't have to. Well, because because now Ben's because now we're talking about the children. We don't see Luke with his wife. We just see Luke. Would be the first time Disney has taken something that they threw out the back door as legend. And turned it around. We saw Thrawn mentioned in. Um, yeah. Now they they took Thrawn from Legend and they re-added him in um, a while back through books um, and, and some other stuff. And there's been a few other instances of pulling characters from Legend and sticking them in there. Um, there there's a lot of talk. And if you ask Disney Del Rey, which is the publisher of all the Star Wars books, I flat out asked him if there was a chance of getting an alternate timeline, much like Star Trek has, for the Legends books. And I was told that that was very much a possibility in the next two years. Because there are so many characters in Legends that I would still love to see work on. Now, Scott, something I dropped today, I think I sent it to you. I don't know if you read about all the authors that wrote these Legends books when um, Disney took over Star Wars. They apparently, on a number of these authors, stopped payment for their books, but yet still published them. Um, I, I have a little issue with that. But I mean, we're we're two podcasters. We're not going to have we have no say in this. But I have some author friends. Um, John Jackson Miller still writes in a in a a galaxy far, far away. But I have some others, Troy Denning, and a few others that I've gotten to know. And uh, I reached out to Troy. I haven't had a response. I don't know if he can even talk about it. But and I said, look, is this true? are you on this list? Because these authors have filed a lawsuit against Disney to get what is theirs. And I can't say I blame them. I don't blame them one bit either. I mean, um, wouldn't I surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me with Disney. Disney does some stupid stuff. Well, um, according to a Disney spokesperson in that article, they were in negotiations to get this taken care of, but it's kind of sad that it took a lawsuit to force them into negotiations. So, Did they even know? Did they even know? It's one of those things. Could it have fallen between cracks? Now, the some of the authors in this story say they've reached out to Disney repeatedly and been told, we'll get back to you. So, I don't know. I, I That's why I reached out to my friend. Um, what I find out there, that's I might it, not it, be able to repeat. So, And it could be the simple fact is Disney not getting told what's going on and somebody, you know, stealing the profit. Well, all they're suing them for is, is $12 million, and that's like pocket change to Disney, so. Not post-COVID. <laughs> well, true, but. And not with um, all the stuff Disney's doing in the parks. Well, um, yeah. But folks, look, we're getting off here on a tangent here, but my main thing is I wonder, and Bill and I, you and I went down this this rabbit hole. Yep. I honestly think Ray really is the daughter of Luke because she's left by herself on a planet. That that's a possibility. And it, Ben, we know Ben is Leia's. Could son. we see this fleshed out in Obi Wan, the, the TV show? Though, could that be a possibility? I think we're gonna see it flushed out within. Maybe Mandalorian. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see it fleshed out there. I I think we stand more of a, an idea of getting that fleshed out in the Obi-Wan series. Because the Obi-Wan series, you know, if he had a wife, we're going to find out about it there. 
But here's the here's the problem. At least in the legend formed, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, he didn't have a wife that was Luke that had Mara Jade, but Obi Wan went to Tatooine to watch over Luke. And if you read the book by uh, John Jackson Miller Kenobi, you learn a lot about that story. Um, some of that has actually. Bits and pieces of that book have made their way into canon, Disney's canon. So, uh, I don't know. It's a lot of story there. Well, they got a lot of time to figure out how to roll all this into one. If they do what what the Disney Delray says could happen in their alternate timelines, then that opens up all those characters to be taken from the alternate timeline and put more into the canon. So, or they could blend the timelines eventually in some kind of way, but it's a great time to be a a Star Wars fan. Not only do we have all these announcements mm-hmm. coming in January, Star Wars: The High Republic, which is not a TV show. For anybody jumps on that, it is a series of books and comics, which will take us into the next uh, level of Star Wars. I'm trying to remember. I think the High Republic was set hundreds of years before uh, the Skywalker saga, but I'm not totally sure on that. I would have to look that up. And uh, but it's going to be very interesting. And here's something else for you: one of the covers of the books shows a Yoda species. Now, of course, this is before you know. All if it, if I'm right, this is way before that. But still, Yoda was said to have been the last, and Yaddle were said to be the last of their species. So maybe the High Republic is finally going to give that species a name. Are we going to see the planet they come from? All of that stuff. Hard telling. I would like uh, that. I would like that. I would like them to see the kind of go into a whole way of explaining you know, holes that we have in our timeline. Very much so. Narrow that, narrow that down. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot going on with Star Wars. And uh, Scott, we got Christmas coming up, obviously, here in four and a half to, well, just about four days this coming Friday. Yeah. Um, huh. Exciting. You know, I can't wait for Christmas. Um and I'm really kind of glad they wrapped up Mandalorian when they did, so we weren't having to watch that season finale on Christmas Day. <laughs> I'd still be watching it. Oh, I would too that evening. My butt would be sitting there watching it. But um, y'all had my attention for long enough. <laughs> I'll take 45 minutes to myself. <laughs> I hear that. Um, I'll be back. <laughs> Scott, there's been a number of announcements on the toy in the toy and action figure uh, things of new figures, new lines, new stuff coming out. Um, a lot of it is Mandalorian based. Um, I suspect we'll be seeing a lot more Boba Fett stuff coming out. Um, I think Scott, we're going to. If if I had to say one of the number one. Uh, things kids were wanting this time was anything baby Yoda, the child, Groku, whatever you want to still call him. Um, I have a little niece who had never seen Star Wars, saw pictures of baby Yoda and fell in love with baby Yoda. And it, it it's, you know, it, it's kind of cool. So she hmm. got, her parents were letting her watch the Mandalorian season one. And, um, you know, the, the Baby Yoda has introduced more kids to Star Wars than anything before in the last, what, 10, 15 years? <laughs> 20. Yeah. I'm so going to say 20. Baby Yoda has opened that door up to bring in a whole new young batch of fans. And I think that's awesome. Because yes. before that, your average Star it. Wars fan was 29 years old. By the survey I looked at, that survey is about a year and a half old. So you know, we, we were we had all these Star Wars fans that are starting to, you know, they're going in their thirties and 
for some of us, we're going into our forties. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you've got that question of uh, of what's the future of Star Wars looking like, and Disney's doing their dangdest to make sure that Star Wars has a future. Um. Yeah, and that's nice to see. Nice to see that they're doing that. Nice to see that you know we're seeing. Star Wars shows branched out and everything else and um, you know Scott I'm going to touch on this um, thanks to COVID a number of major chains of you know theaters have gone out of business um, a lot of companies just are, are sending their movies they're debuting them now in the, the few theaters that are opening and at the same time through streaming services some movies, you know, Disney did uh, Mulan straight to streaming. Yes, you had to pay for it even on did that particular movie. But, you know, I didn't pay for it. I waited the, uh, I think it was six or seven weeks and it came out free and things like that. Are we going to see the next Star Wars movie released directly to streaming? Mm, I don't know. Because obviously box offices right now are crapshoot for these movies. Uh, Wonder Wonder Woman's new movie is debuting in theaters and on uh, HBO's streaming service the same day. And that's just unheard of mm. for a blockbuster movie like that. So it makes me wonder if they're if they're going to do that with major superhero movies. Can we see that done with Star Wars? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just be, don't I'll, know tell you the truth if rogue squadron came out today and i had the option of going to a big theater and watching it and having to wear a mask for three hours or sitting in my house and watching it on my tv my butt's gonna sit at home and watch it on my tv in my boxers and watch my shit heck yeah and, and if all i had to do was pay what i would pay to go to a theater to get it what the heck i'm gonna pay and get it <laughs> That, that makes no sense to to well depending on how it does because well, of the I don't camaraderie of a Star Wars fan the big screen Scott I I, I, I can wait six weeks though I remember I remember going to my first Star Wars movie and uh, I'll date myself slightly I was nineteen ninety nine I wasn't even you know twenty years old yet and it was the Phantom Menace. And I remember walking into the theater. All I had ever seen was the VHS versions of the original trilogy. And unfortunately, they were the special editions. They weren't even what I considered the true original trilogy. Hmm. Um, and I remember walking in there and I got to the theater, Scott. And the first thing I see are these, at the time, I thought they had lost their dang minds. People dressed up as Jedi and Sith with lightsabers, these really expensive costumes. There are kids running around dressed as Ewoks and droids. And I remember sitting there, my mouth just dropping open, and I'm looking at all of this. And I'm trying to figure out what the big deal is, because I was a new, other than watching the trilogy, I had, I had only read one book at this point. And I was still new to Star Wars, and I'm thinking, these people have lost their minds. Well, that changed real quick for me. I got into the theater, and I'm sitting there, and that crawl starts. And just as it starts, the theater just erupts in cheering. And I will never forget the atmosphere of sitting in that theater and watching in a menace and cheering with the crowd at certain moments. There were people that yelled, watch out in certain scenes when the Jedi was under attack. I mean, the, the, the ambiance, the, the mood of that theater, that's part of it for me. I, if, if Star Wars stopped going to theaters, I would actually miss that. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel. See, that's what's up. See, that's an open-ended question for me because, you know, I I don't want to pay 
seven dollars for a thing of popcorn. You got to remember, I live up here in the country. It's nowhere near that expensive. (laughs) Well, the closest movie theater for me is downtown Disney. I hear that. So I'm stuck with paying those prices. But I'll tell Um, you something. I went to two of the three, the last three, the uh, sequel trilogy in theaters. I saw both of the Star Wars stories, movies and theaters. And I would go opening night. I didn't get to see uh, Rise of Skywalker in theaters due to some things happening in my family. Um, And I got to know this really sweet family. Scott, there was a grandfather, a father, his son, and the grandson. Four generations of Star Wars fans. And I met them when I went to see The Force Awakens. And I got to talking to them because I get there early. And we were talking Star Wars. This grandfather is 70-some years old, and he knows more Star Wars than I do. And I had a ball. And I remember I couldn't wait for Rogue Squadron to come out just to see them. Unfortunately, we get to... um, Solo. I went to see Solo. And unfortunately, the grandfather passed away. And his son showed me a picture of his gravestone. And it says, he is now one with the Force. May the Force be with you always. And I remember breaking out in a smile. And I said, that is the coolest thing ever. And he said, my grandmother would would have a fit if she was still alive. He said, but he said, my, my my dad wanted that. He said, that's what we did. And I was like, true Star Wars fan right there. Original, right from the beginning. Because that man had told me that when uh, New Hope came out, he stood in line for an hour and a half to get to see that movie. So, it's fun. You meet some of the nicest people going to the theaters to Star Wars films. And you form a bond, whether you meet them again or not. You form that bond of camaraderie and enjoying the movie with them and the fandom. True. So I would miss that. I don't know about you, but I would miss that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we don't have a choice. We don't. The I mean, the, the world and... is evolving, and unfortunately, but even before COVID, the the way the movie theaters were going was more and more towards streaming. You know, COVID just sped that up for us, unfortunately. But pretty much, we're not going to get into COVID. We, were, I mean, it was hard not to mention it for this, but um. Folks, I don't think we're going to be having a show next week. Obviously, we've switched to bi-weekly. Um, it's just easier on us with our family commitments. Um, that's why we still do about an hour show or longer. Depends on the uh, what we're talking about. But we really, really want your input. We, we want to hear what you'd like to talk us about. Are you into comics or books and you wanted us to talk more about them? Do you want us to expand on maybe do it, you know, do a show on the ships of star Wars? Uh, There are so many avenues we can go. We need to hear from you about what you all want to hear because above all else, you're the reason we're doing this. You're the, you, the listener, the enjoyment you're getting out of this you're the reason we're doing this. And without you, we'd just be two guys sitting here talking to ourselves. <laughs> we do that yeah, a lot. We do that funny, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> um, um, folks, I, I want to be honest with y'all. Uh, I absolutely love Star Wars. Uh, Bill, I never really got into the other realms of Star Wars until... You introduced them to me. Uh, <laughs> folks, if you haven't really done that, go ahead and do that. Um, other than that, Bill, it's 6.30. A little bit of a short podcast because we are getting ready for the holidays. Um, um, but in, 
folks, one last little tidbit, and then we'll let y'all go. But if you have not watched Lego, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, make it part of your your holiday week. It is worth it, and it does tie into some of the canon and fills in a couple of potholes. So I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, I can't argue that. Definitely can't argue that. And folks, uh, we want to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hunt, whatever you celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate it with your family and celebrate it with fun. But for me and Bill, we celebrate Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Before we uh, uh, wrap up real quick, I would like to make a dedication to this podcast. Um, I'd like to dedicate this episode to the late, great Jeremy Bullock, the original Boba Fett, who we lost this past week. Absolutely. The, the, Absolutely. This podcast is in his honor. Absolutely. And what better actor, the original Boba Fett, who was the best? And, and I, he will be missed. Um, he was, he's my hero. That's my favorite character. So I took that a little bit hard, but, uh, you know, he's in a better place and, um, he's looking down grinning ear to ear about the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So look forward to it. And absolutely, you know, we're, you know, now we got some stuff to talk about here shortly and <laughs> Bill, uh, we'll have, uh, Maybe a small little podcast for, you know, right before Christmas, but yeah. who knows? We, it's undecided, but uh, just in case we don't, folks, have a very Merry Christmas, and uh, yes. may the Force be with you always. Absolutely, guys, and you know what? Be kind to one another, because at the end of the day, that's all we have. Yes, sir. All right, Scott, It was it, we had a good show here today, and I look forward to next episode, man. Yep, look forward to it. Bill, if I haven't talked to you before Christmas, which I know I will, <laughs> uh, you have a Merry Christmas as well, my friend. You too, man. Merry Christmas, folks. Bye, folks. May the force be with you. <laughs>